Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about jujitsu. As you may have noticed, um, I've been sharing a little bit more about that on the brand page because I want to do more to support pregnant and postpartum athletes who want to pursue jujitsu during those seasons um, and also just encourage more moms in general to try jujitsu. I think it can be really empowering mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and also serve as a way to protect ourselves and protect our babies. A few weeks ago, I was promoted to purple belt. And when I was promoted to blue belt, I talked a little bit about my experience and sharing and just why I started and what I had learned. And I wanted to, I guess, document this next step in my progression because, you know, jujitsu is a sport that is very unfamiliar to the majority of us. Obviously, it's become a lot more mainstream Um, but as far as like the movement patterns and learning this kind of martial art, like this is not exactly intuitive for your average mom in their thirties, for example. (laughs) So, um, I started jujitsu when Chance was old enough to go to preschool. So he was a couple years old and I knew that I would have set like childcare hours essentially where I knew I could commit to a consistent class time. Because for me, my fitness throughout motherhood has always worked around my kids and their schedules. Some seasons, I would be up really early in the morning. Other seasons, it would be at nap time, quick, quick workout. And, you know, my fitness has had to kind of ebb and flow with whatever season of life I'm in. And now my boys are a little bit older. They are in school. And my fitness has been able to be a lot more structured and a lot more goal and performance oriented, which has been so fun. Um, It's been really liberating. You may or may not know, I competed this last year at Worlds in Jiu-Jitsu and shifting from being like a hobbyist and someone who said that I would never compete in Jiu-Jitsu and that I did not care if I was a white belt forever. Um, It's just funny how our own words come back to troll us. And for me, that's what this process has been like over the last four years. I originally started jujitsu um again almost almost four years ago with a ton of interruptions during my time as a white belt. That was during COVID. That was when I decided to get my breast implants removed after honestly not having them for very long. Um, but elective surgeries were um you know like being delayed and stuff like that. So um my time spent as a white belt was just really interrupted, but it was something that I knew I wanted to do mostly from a perspective of, uh, um, 
like the cognitive aspect of it. It was a way of thinking and it's a process oriented sport. And my brain is so big picture. It's so much like I feel things. It's really hard for me to think things through in like these micro steps. And I knew that from a honestly, like a neuroplasticity standpoint, improving my brain, improving my like mind body connection, that this was going to be a really great step in my evolution of fitness, especially like just getting older, like learning something new is incredibly beneficial um, as we continue to age. And a huge part of my belief system is that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. There's no reason that I needed to stop being an athlete, stop having goals and pursuits. And this was just another way to sort of manifest that belief system. So yes, I signed up because it's such a process-oriented way of thinking and performing, um, truly keeping you in the present moment. I also wanted to sign up from a standpoint of self-defense. I have two little boys. I travel alone frequently. Um, my husband was in law enforcement for a very long time. And I have insight that I think the average person you know, doesn't really have insight on in terms of what can happen even to people who are really self-aware um, or aware of their surroundings. And I knew that it was going to be really beneficial for me as a mom to feel like I at least had the minimum, right? Like I had the minimum. It's one thing to be strong or fast. That doesn't always save you. Like strength does not save you. Um, it's a benefit for sure, but it doesn't save you. So I knew that I wanted to feel confident in being able to take somebody down, get somebody off of me and like choke them unconscious, basically. <laughs> like that was what I wanted to learn initially was the, honestly, just the fundamentals of being able to protect myself and my boys. So if something were to happen, because I, I, I don't live with rose colored glasses on, like I do know, um, what can go wrong. It just became really important to me to feel confident that I'd at least have a shot at protecting myself and my boys and be as prepared as possible. Um, and then from a movement standpoint, it's so different than any other kind of sport or fitness I had previously pursued even being like a collegiate athlete, competed in so many different things, CrossFit, triathlons, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, like just running. I don't know. Like I've, I've done it all. Um, I, the sport was so different and the movement patterns were different. The thought processes were different. Grappling, fighting, like just honestly, the, the combat nature of this sport was both really appealing and really intimidating for quite a long time. My husband had been doing jujitsu for years. Like it was, I was very familiar with it. Um, and Cade had started when he was four. So I saw jujitsu. I was very familiar with it, but I just didn't think that it was for me. And, you know, then I was like, God, do I really want like freaking me rolling around in like sweaty sweaty dudes like uh, not super appealing it's kind of gross um and it i tend to say it's an odd thing that you just get used to and um <laughs> it's a very intimate environment but also one that it it's just so fun it's no hard to explain because i know that sounds disgusting um and then the community aspect of that which i didn't fully find until I started jujitsu here in Idaho. And we moved a couple of years ago. I, we used jujitsu as a way to like truly bridge getting involved in our community making friends. And since all four of us did jujitsu chance started when we moved here, cause he was four, 
that was just a really great power move for us in terms of getting immersed in our community, making friends and kind of finding your people. So it's just a really good way to create connections and have connections for the whole family. So while I didn't intend on that, like that aspect initially, when I started, it was more just my own development and exposure and sport. That's ultimately what it's turned into. Like I mentioned, I had no intention of like, like I wanted to do something that I wasn't expected to be good at because not even because of somebody else's opinion of me, but more so from the expectations I put on myself being like really competitive, overachieving, driven human. Um, sometimes that like ruins fitness for me and performance for me because I do put a lot of pressure on myself to be good or, you know, it's so hard to not compare or just have like really high expectations. But jujitsu was so foreign that it felt like an opportunity where like I could truly be a beginner and have a beginner's mindset and be coached and not be expected to know um, what I was doing. I wasn't expected to be good. And that just gave me like so much grace and freedom to be a beginner. And like as a coach where I'm like constantly in coach brain, um, my own fitness, I'm constantly in coach brain. Like if I'm lifting and stuff like that, being able to be like a student again was that was and still is so addicting and affirming it's this nurturing aspect that honestly gets lost for most of us in adulthood i think the majority of people stop having a coach when they're 18 years old maybe younger if you're lucky maybe you play sports in college and you're coached there and by 22 ish you're done being coached but it's a very it's very rare as an adult to have someone who's invested in you and your progress and then have that be measured. And that's another thing I really liked about jujitsu, which has been really appealing to me, both from a coach brain standpoint and an athlete brain standpoint is there's measurable progress. You're rewarded for your progress and progress isn't just about getting athletically better. It's about being consistent. It's about getting better for you on your terms, not compared to anybody else and having that seen and measured and given feedback from a coach, someone who like still gives a shit about you. And again, that is something that gets lost. Like we stop having opportunities for coaches to care about us. And it's different than having a boss, right? Like there's, there's, there's an ulterior motive there. Right. Um, and coaching is just so pure and knowing that you do have somebody who is invested in your progress in your process. That's like, a healed a part of me that I didn't even know I needed healed. And also a part of me that I craved and I didn't even realize it until I got back in the game, so to speak of compete or like of, um, of pursuing a new sport, you know, like, cause if I were doing CrossFit or if I'm like lifting, like I write my programming and CrossFit, I didn't want anyone telling me what to do. I wanted it to be like customized to me. So I was always in charge of myself which again, I love, like I'm an Enneagram 8, man. Like that, that is, I love being in charge and taking control. <laughs> um, and I think that's why jujitsu has been so great for me is because I will be the first to admit that I don't know what the hell I'm doing most of the time. Even now as a purple belt, I'm like constantly <laughs> like uh, imposter syndrome. Like you never feel like you're good enough or worthy enough, but you have to trust that your professor sees that you've made progress, that you are right where you need to be, that you have deserved, you've earned and you deserve 
every stripe you get, every promotion um, and belt that you get, like you're getting it because you've put in the time, you've put in the effort, you've made progress, you've been consistent. And honestly, you give a shit. Like those are the things that are measured. And that just, those are aspects that don't get measured in real life. So it is so transferable to how we navigate our life and our own growth processes. And it's just been really fun to tap into that. Um, Because again, we don't, there is no reward system in life, but when you can dedicate yourself and know that you're still worth, like it's not over. And I think that's really key is realizing no matter how old you are, no matter what your body has been through, no matter what your life has been through, like jujitsu can be there for you. There is a sport, there is an outlet, there is a form of fitness that can still be there for you. You can invest in yourself, invest in your progress, and then see how it improves every other aspect of your life. Now, our whole family has been able to get involved in jujitsu. They've been able to make a ton of progress and it's just become a family sport. And what's been really special from the angle of being a mom is um, I'm not just like preaching to my kids about what it means to show up to class and why it's important, why we compete, um, the highs and the lows, feeling really excited and feeling really discouraged, feeling really into it, feeling like kind of burned out, not wanting to do it. Like I get to ride that with them. They see their mom and dad train together and train often. I mean, every single week they do their classes. We start our classes and I coach them or I help coach them um, in their kids' classes. And I'm involved, I get to be involved there, but then they get to be involved in watching us. And it's a language we all speak. It's emotions that we all understand. And it has been such a uniting thing for our family. Um, even though that wasn't even necessarily, uh, that wasn't originally the vision, right? Because I never thought I would do jujitsu. Um, we knew the kids were going to be involved because I look at it as being very much an essential life skill for all kids to um, know how to protect themselves and defend themselves and, um, you know, I guess provide the self-control and then being able to control others when the situation presents itself. So I knew I always wanted the kids to be involved but I just didn't think it was going to be something that our whole family would would be involved in. Again, my husband is now a black belt, and it's been a big part of his life, big part of his career, um, big part of his current business that uh, has been so essential. But it's been really cool for it to be this bonding experience and a way to walk our talk. My boys have seen me cry in the car after jujitsu, which you only get if you do jujitsu. Like it sounds ridiculous. I feel like a teenage girl sometimes where I'm like, all of my issues come to surface, things that I thought like were dead and buried about how I feel and just emotions that come up, um, frustrations, expectations, all of those things can come up, but I'm able to quickly reframe it because I'm not a 16 year old girl anymore, right? Like I'm grown woman, a mom, I'm a coach, I have perspective now, and I'm able to use my own experiences and real life, like real life in the moment experiences and feelings to then reframe and share with my kids so that we're normalizing what it means to compete. We're normalizing what it looks like to be on the growth process, a continual self-improvement process where it's not easy. It's not given to you. It is earned. There's highs, there's lows, there's frustrations, there's desires, like there's all these different components. And it's just special that our kids get to see that. 
And it's not just because, oh, we're this like high performance family. Like, yes, we are. And there's so many different families and so many different parents that I train with every single week that are just, they're honestly hobbyists. Like they do it a couple times a week and then it is fine. And you know what? Their kids still get to see that their parents are getting out there and trying something new, trying something different. Like that sets such an incredible example. And, you know, so many parents these days really try to live vicariously through their kids. That's why they lose their shit on the sidelines and is incredibly toxic. And it's because they have forgotten or are not in the arena themselves. And I think that is so critical for, for raising little athletes to be able to put yourself in an environment of being a beginner, of, of training, of dedicating yourself to something, having that outlet so that we're not just living vicariously through our kids. So the last couple of years, um, you know, I was, again, interrupted white belt in California and just all that was just, oh God, it was just such an interrupted time in life. Again, COVID breast implants, a uh, pretty significant, significant season of depression. And, you know, I was given my blue belt right before we moved to Idaho. And, um, then I just, I still felt like I am not ready for this. There's still so many fundamental things that I don't know. Um, but I'm so grateful that my professor wanted to send me off to a new state with a new belt and, you know, walking into a new gym in a new state as a blue belt female, that was really awkward and intimidating. I just wanted to um, get into the right environment and be accepted. And, you know, for the most part, even though it was really God, it was just, it was really hard. It was really hard. It was really intimidating for the most part, super welcomed and um, was able to use jujitsu as a way to like be happy again and a way to create community when we honestly didn't know anyone here. Um, it was a way for Jared and I to meet other adults. It was a way for my kids to have some structure moving to a new state for them to make friends and the gym that we're at is all very family focused. There's a lot of parents who do jujitsu and their kids do jujitsu. So it is very, that's very much part of the culture. And I was really grateful for that because it's just immersed us well. Um, but because my white belt year ish was so interrupted, I don't feel like I really started to fall in love with jujitsu and become like really into it until I moved to Idaho and my body had been through so much. Like I said, I got my breast implants removed, um, interrupted training with like months off at a time. And I moved here knowing I wanted to use this as a tool, not just for community, but to just focus on being better. I needed structure. I needed routine. I had to tap back into athlete brain again in an effort to like save myself, save my brain and acclimate to a new place. So I really like upped my training volume. I upped my training focus. And while a lot of people quit at Blue Belt, Blue Belt is where I found so much enjoyment and like high levels of interest in this sport. I, I began to love it, like really love it. I began to crave it. I wanted to learn more. I was going to 6 a.m. Um, but then I started going to night classes and then I started doing like 
morning and night. And then I was coaching the kid classes. I just like, I fully drank the Kool-Aid. Like it's totally, jujitsu is totally the CrossFit of martial arts. Um, and like that happened to me this year where you just, I wanted more. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to move my body. And so much of it was just as a way to like improve how I felt, what we had been through this new season of life. It was very much a um, a tool. And I've always used sports and fitness as a tool to help facilitate healing and growth. And this was just a really big opportunity to lean into something like that. So, you know, being here, I was just sort of convinced um, to do a tournament about a year ago, because my whole family was doing it. Jared was competing. Um, Cade was signed up. Chance was signed up. And I was like adamant prior about, I was like, I'm not interested in competing. I'm going to be a toxic bitch. I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to tap into that side of me where I'm having to be really um, hyper-conscious of my weight. I don't want to be, um, have these like high expectations. I didn't want to go into like toxic competitive brie mode because again, I wanted to, I was loving the, the grace that I had been able to give myself as an athlete of not having to be good, of not trying to prove something to myself or anybody else. Like I had discovered grace within a sport for the first time ever. And yet my family accidentally peer pressured me. Like they didn't peer pressure me. I peer pressured myself because they were all competing as a local tournament. And I was like, fuck it. Okay. I'm going to do this. You know, I signed up for this tournament where all four of us could compete and um, I ended up winning gold. So then there goes athlete brain, right? I'm like, okay, maybe I will compete. <laughs> like, oh, this is so silly. But that was like what I just dabbled, right? I was like, well, maybe I could compete. It is kind of cool. Like, and in a lot of ways, I retook ownership of what, it, of what my relationship with competing was and what my relationship with like my weight was. And it was this beginning process of this. So this was like, October, November of last year. So I started talking with one of my colleagues about my nutrition. Um, I knew I was going to, I needed to cut weight. I had gained weight moving to Idaho because again, when you're in a healing process, um, which I was, it, I kind of got into the out of sight, out of mind, like fuck it mentality a little bit of just like, I don't care about my weight and my body as much right now. I just want to like find happiness. I want to find peace. I don't want to be preoccupied by that stuff. Um, and through that process, while I got better in other ways, I wasn't super happy with like how I looked and felt. I was just bigger than I wanted to be. Was I still healthy? Yes. Um, but that's just not like I wanted less body fat, you know, and like that's a fair thing. That's a fair thing to say, um, even in today's in today's world of like body extremes um, and opinions there. So I wanted to lose weight and I knew that um, competing could be an, a healthy incentive for me if it was done well. And that is so, so, so key. I didn't want to do anything dramatic. I know enough from being in the game for so long of the health and fitness industry. Um, I knew what I was susceptible to and I knew like the paths I didn't want to travel down. So beginning of this, of uh, 2023, um, I... I just started working with one of my colleagues with some of my nutrition just to get comfortable with tracking again and like back at that brain space a little bit. Cause before I'd done that, I was like very restrictive and just not good, not good, not a good time. 
um, became very obsessive. I hadn't weighed myself in years and competing in jujitsu forced me to face that like weird narrative and story I had in my mind about weighing myself. So, um, I started to like face these little demons, these little demons that had been at bay. Jujitsu allowed me to confront them, right? Confront them and do it in a way of like, I'm a new person. I am not who I was at 25. I'm not who I was at 16. Like, this is who I am as a mom in my mid thirties. Like, how do I want to show up for myself? How do I want to feel throughout this process? And like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not doing this to prove anything to anybody else. I'm doing this because it does feel good to pursue something, to live out that belief that honestly is a cornerstone of my entire business of athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. It's not over, even if it looks different. And for me, different means a whole freaking new sport that was never on the radar when I was pregnant, before I was pregnant, when I was in the early seasons of motherhood. It was just not even, I never even considered doing it. So it's not too late. You're not washed up. It's not over. Like there's a whole other side of you that you can still discover. Tangent. Um, So I've spent this like last year, 2023 of just taking control of what I wanted my health and performance to look like using competition as like a healthy incentive to be really consistent And to push myself because I'm in a season of life where I could, I wasn't ruled by nap time. Like, yes, like our life is absolute freaking chaos. Anyone who talks to me or like observes my life from afar, like, oh my God, you guys are so busy. I know. And I love it that way. I love being busy. Like it is fun. I operate really well with intensity. Um, And that's just the dynamic of our, of our family. But we, uh, it just gave me a way to pursue performance in a way that I hadn't had the ability to in years from pregnancies to postpartum recoveries to injuries to surgeries just like and like my mental health life transitions like there were so many seasons of like interruption where performance was like not the priority or the option even um And now that my kids are a little bit older, I might be older, but I don't feel like worse. In fact, I feel better and I am better than I was even 10 years ago. Like my body composition is the healthiest it's ever been, ever, like ever. (laughs) Even as a college athlete, my body composition now as a mom in my mid thirties is better than it was at 22. Um, cause I used to like get that shit measured in sports. Right. And then like, I've been thinner before, like after I had Cade, I like got really thin, but that's cause my brain was a freaking disaster. Um, and I wasn't healthy. It was like very disordered eating exercise habits. So it's like, I've been thinner before, but I wasn't healthier. Um, and then like the opposite end of the spectrum, like moving here, I gained, I gained weight, um, in the pursuit of happiness. And which was fine, but that's not where I wanted to stay either from a body composition standpoint. So now I've been able to like make a lot of progress and use jujitsu as a healthy like tool of measuring that progress in a way, healthy way to do a cut, knowing where I was at, what, where I wanted to compete at. And jujitsu was a tool 
of like accountability that felt like a healthy way to do it. And so like, I just want to be this size again, or I want to, um, be this weight. Like it just felt like a really constructive way to make progress and hold myself accountable in a way that like my brain agreed with, because it'd be really easy to be like, okay, like I'm not, I don't have as much incentive to continue this cut. Like you just give yourself, you know, more grace. And I, because I had a long timeline of when I was wanting to compete, I knew that like, I didn't have to deprive myself. It could be a very, very gradual cut, just getting familiar with tracking macros again, getting like understanding the balance of nutrients that made me feel best, um, hormonally with my, um, like digestion with my energy, because my training volume had increased dramatically. I knew that I wasn't eating enough and I wasn't eating enough of like balanced ratios of protein, fats and carbs. Um, so I just used this oper- this year or this this time spent um, at Blue Belt, in particular, like my last year ish at Blue Belt, to really improve my approach to my training, my performance, my nutrition, and knowing that like if I wanted to compete, I needed to be prepared to compete physically, mentally, and emotionally. So you know, I I did a local competition. I've done one IBJJF, and then I did Worlds and. So I went like full send with like competing at like the highest levels that you could. Um, my goal in 2024 is to do like some more like local tournament kind of uh, competitions just to get reps of competing. Because even though I have years of competing experience, combat sports, a way different kind of brain for competing and game plan and strategy. And I, I have a lot to learn in that capacity um, and learning that at now purple belt is a bit intimidating, but you know, I, again, this process is for me and I'm not trying to compare it to anybody else or what I wish I would have done or uh, anything like that. Cause it's, I know that it is truly like an individual journey and process and I'm, and I'm just happy to be on it. I'm happy to have this opportunity at this stage of life, um, to be able to live out what I so strongly believe in to do it as a family to have found community and so many good friends, powerful friendships. And um, Blue Belt was an incredible time of being able to make progress and explore like myself as an athlete, myself still being able to be competitive without being toxic. And um, I learned a lot through that process. And that has given me a lot of insight as a coach, um, just being in the trenches again, I have and want to keep working with combat sport athletes, MMA fighters, um, and like jujitsu athletes, especially through pregnancy and postpartum, like I love doing that. And it's been good for me to get familiar with like what that is like, even though I'm not in those seasons anymore, that desire for these athletes to keep competing or to just keep participating at whatever level that might be for them. Like that is, I want to relate to that. I want to understand it. I want to feel it. I want to know the experiences of a weight cut of training a lot. You know, it was fun to tap into the side of like being a like high performance athlete again of training you know three or four hours a day some days doing double days doing um extra work just like truly training a lot and i'm in a season of life that actually supported that where my business is at the fact that i work for myself and i, I don't have these like set rigid hours like there is a lot of um just I guess a lot of privilege there, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's after many seasons where that was never on, uh, that was never an option for me. So it was fun to 
to dabble in that. It's fun that it, um, you know, moving to a new state, that that was a huge part of the progress and, and getting immersed here. And I just feel like a lot of gratitude for, you know, my professors that I've had for my current professor, for the, my training partners, those who have taken me under their wing to like really just help and develop and not see me as just a mom or a girl or whatever it might be like truly a teammate and pushing me to get better. You know, something I love so much about jujitsu is you're not just seen for the titles that you have off the mat. Um, It really is a melting pot of so many different humans of all different ages of all different, you know, just backgrounds and work and life. Like it's just such a melting pot. And I love not being seen for all these other titles that I might have in my real life, mom, wife, or what my business is. I'm just, I just go there and I'm just me. And that's what I'm seen for. Um, and it's not till like way later that people find out more about you. Um, and it's just been really cool to, to have that as an outlet in this particular season of life, knowing that um, it's just going to be a cornerstone for continued growth. It's been an incredible foundation for me. Um, It's been so healing and has held me accountable in a lot of ways for getting better and self-improvement and, and checking, checking myself, checking some of my demons. It keeps you humble. Um, It exposes all of your vulnerabilities, all of your like uh, thought processes for better or worse. And I'm just grateful. I feel a lot of, um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of gratitude for this sport and where it's gotten me and for the evolution of it, not thinking that I would ever compete, not caring if I ever promoted to now just being a purple belt in Idaho. My husband's a black belt. My kids are competing. And it's just, it just goes to show you, like, you never know where, how, how, like, where life is going to take you. And um, it's fun to reflect on that. Sometimes it's fun to reflect on the process and you know, I, I plan to do to keep talking a little bit more about jujitsu through this podcast and with the brand because I know, like I know for a fact that this sport has grown for little girls. This sport has grown astronomically for women. And to niche that down even more, it's growing for moms. There's more people that are that have grown up competing that will be getting pregnant soon. There's more people. Um, you know, that are competing or participating that will be getting pregnant soon. That is on the horizon. They want to keep doing jujitsu. I know that there are moms that are on the sidelines watching their babies like I was um, out there doing jujitsu. Maybe they have a baby on their boob like I was watching my little one do um, jujitsu. Like I know that their interest is spiked and we're going to start seeing more and more moms who want to get on the mats. And there's good, there needs to be more support for that. There needs to be more encouragement of that. Um, and I think there is in a lot of gyms, but I think it's our own like self hurdles we have to get over in order to take the step from like, you know what, maybe I can try it. Maybe this is for me. Um, and I want to be a resource for that. I want to support that. I want to support more moms pursuing their lifetime of athleticism, whether it's jujitsu or anything else. Like if you're listening to this and maybe jujitsu is not for you, um, maybe it's something you've considered, but if there's something else you've thought about doing, like I want to encourage you to know that it's not too late. You're not too much of a mom. You're not washed up. You're not too out of shape. You're none of these things. You're none of these stories that you tell yourself 
Um, and you have the opportunity to change your mind. You have the opportunity to change your life. And I want to encourage you to do that because it'll be one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself and for your kids to see. So thank you for listening. Um, I know this is a little ranty, a little tangenty, um, as it is on this podcast, but if you have any questions, I, I'd love to answer them. So send me a DM. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, um, you can leave a review that helps get it out there into the world. And if you are a pregnant or postpartum athlete and you are um, interested in doing jujitsu through pregnancy, I actually recently recorded a workshop that now is available for purchase. We will link this in the show notes, but I did a whole workshop on jujitsu during pregnancy and postpartum, how to navigate training through pregnancy and returning to the mat postpartum. Because again, this is a area of both the fitness community, the um, pre and postnatal field that I want to just combine And I know that this is very much what I am called to do and need to do and use my brand and my reach as a way to support more of these athletes. So again, if that's something for you, or you know, somebody who is pregnant and doing jujitsu or thinking about it, or is a mom who had a baby and now wants to maybe start jujitsu, definitely suggest checking out that workshop. Again, that's linked in the show notes. Appreciate you for listening to this, for being here. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.